Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Carrington, and you're listening to Call Talk for June 22, 2016. Today's topic is five keys to call center consolidation. All right, if you're listening live, I want to invite you to be a part of the show and ask questions. And the best way to do it is just to email me directly. My email is brian at benchmarkportal.com, and that's spelled out B-R-I-A-N at benchmarkportal.com. Of course, I want to remind you that we have all of our shows archived and available to listen to at any time that's good for you on our website at benchmarkportal.com. Navigate to the Call Talk section, and you'll see we have over five seasons of this episode just waiting for you to dial into. So let's go ahead and jump into today's show. It's my pleasure to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore. Thank you, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. I have a colleague on with us, Tim Rauschenbach, to speak with you regarding the five call center consolidation practices that managers should know. Now, the need to consolidate contact centers has various origins. Sometimes it's due to a corporate acquisition. Sometimes it's necessitated by a need to reduce costs and improve existing operations. And sometimes it's spurred by the adoption of new technology that makes efficiencies possible that weren't possible with legacy technology. Now, whatever the reasons, the decision to consolidate is a really important one. It needs to be based on clear-eyed analysis and needs to be planned and executed with care. It is true whether we are talking about the private sector, the government sector, or the nonprofit sector, and we've seen situations of contact center consolidation in all these areas, that you really think about it and plan it well. A well-done consolidation process will add great value, while a botched process will create more problems than it solves. And that's why we've brought in an expert on the topic for you, my colleague here at Benchmark Portal, Tim Rauschenbach. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you, Bruce. I'm thrilled to be here today. Um, uh, prior to, uh, to, to joining your team, um, obviously I was a customer and a huge advocate uh, for all the wonderful things that Benchmark does for its customers. So uh, I'm thrilled to be here, and thank you for asking me to join you. Okay, great. Well, we're excited about tapping into the uh, great well of uh, expertise that you have from your past experiences. And here Tim has over 30 years of experience working in the customer service field, serving in leadership roles both internally and within the BPO outsourcing sector. His role at Benchmark Portal is to help organizations improve business results by changing how they deal with customers. He looks at strategy, culture, marketing, interaction, and technology design, and all through the eyes of the customer. He started his career at Disney and had the opportunity to see the Disney Institute built from the ground floor. Great experience there. Later, Jim led, uh, Tim led UPS's customer service organization through their service transformation. And recently, Tim headed customer service at Amazon.com and led a team within Amazon that formed a customer experience roadmap that provided the highest customer experience and loyalty rankings in the history of the retail sector. So very, very accomplished. He holds a BS in business administration at Indiana State University. He also serves as a board member on a number of industry and charity organizations and is an author, speaker, and award recipient in customer experience and servant leadership. He has some unique experiences in the area of contact center consolidations, and he's here to share his insights with us today. So, Tim, let's start with the question, what organizations should look at consolidating their call centers and why? Bruce, great question. Uh, 
Contact centers, as we know, are key enablers to an enterprise's successful operation uh, who provide customer service. Uh, new contact centers are, are often established uh, for an individual line of business, operational function, new ventures, or business growth. Uh, many uh, new contact centers can be established with little thought as to their fit and function within the enterprise. And organizations are moving quickly, they're expanding, and uh, as new centers are opened, um, uh, strategic planning uh, often doesn't take place. The facilities may have been built without consideration for potential or future redundancies, which are ideally um, taken into consideration during the initial planning phases of building out a customer service organization. The negative results by many organizations include, you know, wasted resources and money and replicated facilities and technology platforms. The keys to a successful consolidation solution is a disciplined, systematic approach that allows an organization to realize significant operating cost savings in their enterprise contact centers. And typical savings uh, realized in the consolidation program, whether it be physical or virtual, can conservatively range from 10 to 20 percent of a, of a company's uh, total customer service operating budget. You know, wow, that's a significant amount, Tim. And, uh, you know, in many organizations, in my experience, it remains a hidden opportunity because no one thinks to explore and analyze it. And to a certain extent, sometimes it's a kind of a painful decision because it means uh, closing down things, and therefore there's the resultant uh, impact on uh, on the, the personnel side that we'll talk about more later. But uh, my guess is that there are numerous listeners to this program who have recognized that consolidation might be an opportunity for their operations and want to learn more on the how-to side. So, Tim, what steps should organizations take to build their consolidation plans? Thanks, Bruce, for that question. Uh, Contact Center Consolidation really focuses on best practices in five primary areas. Uh, Resources, the number of employees that you staff, their salaries and the structure of your resources. Uh, the second is facilities, your locations, capacity, and cost per square foot of your facilities. Third is technology, systems, applications, and your network include a few of those technology components, processes to support the area, industry standards that lead to continuous improvement within how you manage uh, and, and block and tackle within your operation. And then fifth, culture, change management. How is the attitude for change going to be managed and accepted within your organization? Mm, okay. Uh, those are great. That's a great list of uh, best practices. Can you share some more details uh, on each of them? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll, Bruce, I'll, I'll, I'll note that the above five elements, um, uh, above those sit strategy and mission uh, of the organization. Mm. Uh, the starting point uh, for all analysis should be knowing who your customers are, you know, what they want, and how your operation needs to organize to best serve those customers. So before I, before I break those down a little bit more, I wanted to make sure that I noted that. Yeah, no, I, I, amen, Tim. That's uh, really, really important. And, you know, everybody listening to the program should take your words to heart. You know, have your mission statement on the wall, your strategy in front of you, and also in the back of your mind every step of the way on a project of this importance. Because if you actually do a, a consolidation that's not in line 
with your strategy and uh, your mission and all that sort of thing, then you're going to really shoot yourself in the foot. If instead it's something that is uh, supportive of the strategy and the mission, then it's going to be a great win for your organization. Bruce, exactly, exactly. And, and, and then to initiate your uh, your consolidation effort, you, you need to conduct an operational assessment to uh, identify and measure the financial and operating performance levels of multiple centers uh, versus industry operating benchmarks. Um, and the best way to do this is to benchmark each operation separately using leading industry benchmarking. Uh, you can then create a table of performance uh, that shows the centers both against each other and against industry average metrics. It's key to understand exactly where you're at, what your current state is. This will give you valuable information as you make your decisions moving forward. Yeah, no, that, that's great stuff and, and so important because um, there are some people, some managers who kind of come up with the um, uh, conclusion before they have the information and the evidence and all that sort of thing. And uh, what you're saying is, no, the, the best thing to do is to get your analysis done properly and to have your information in front of you. And that way you're not sort of uh, just doing what immediately comes to mind. Well, I think I should close this, this, and this center, and I should leave this, this, and this open. Because uh, you may be you know, missing opportunities or, in fact, uh, crippling your organization. You need to have the analysis properly done. Uh, so that you can make the proper decision. So that's great. Uh, then what? What comes after that, Tim? Absolutely. And just to you know, you know, reiterate a couple of your points, Bruce. Uh, um, you know, you know, any any solid leader, strong leader, or coach will say, you know, every it's all in the planning phases. You know, every game, every battle is won before it's fought, as they always say. So, um, you know, your execution is only as strong as your plan. So. Um, then um, the assessment yields an objective baseline of your current operating in, environments, and, and, and that allows you to develop action plans that target personnel resources, potentially uh, potential technology uh, enhancements, and facilities-related issues. Uh, from there, um, you should then incorporate both the financial and operational impacts of these action plans into a consolidation business case that provides the foundation for future initiatives and allowing uh, your team to realistically forecast the financial and operational benefits of the consolidation as well as systematically track and measure success in terms of key financial and other metrics of each initiative associated with the consolidation. Uh, the assessment uh, and resulting business case focuses on operating costs relative to the amount you're spending on you know, things like personnel, technology, and facilities. Uh, during this assessment, you should identify potential opportunities for savings that can be achieved through a thorough analysis of your contact center locations, which include wages, uh, physical environment, which include real estate costs, and pooled resources. These savings, uh, when you incorporate uh, those with incremental process and productivity operational improvements enabled by standardization and consolidation establish a powerful business case for you with significant bottom line impact. Yeah, this the business case component is so important. Uh, it needs to be done up to standards that are going to pass muster with your left brain financial colleagues, you know, the bean counters, <laughs> as well as your strategy folks, right, Tim? I mean, uh, if if you kind of come up with something that, 
gets presented and then falls flat, then that's not going to uh, work. If you have something that's really properly supported and you've kept in mind all of the uh, constituencies that you're talking to, then uh, you know you have something that's very, very solid. And obviously, we've worked with a lot of clients on these sorts of situations and are happy to do so with anybody who needs it. Uh, but uh, yeah, very, very uh, important to get this business case component done properly. Absolutely, Bruce. And, you know, to your point related to stakeholders, you know, you have to speak their language. And that's the key to getting buy-in. And in addition to the initial phases of the assessment, you know, you've got and must identify short-term operational improvements that allow your team to instantly realize operational cost savings. Um, focusing on initial phases, your primary areas of focus include the percentage of cost savings. You anticipate mm -hmm. driving in each area and some of the specific areas where the cost savings can be achieved. Uh, this range of savings is proportional to the scope of the contact center operations. As we all know, the larger the organization and the more locations, and the greater the number of agents, the greater percentage of savings that can be anticipated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, those are all important components. And and we also think about savings, which I know you're going to be talking more about, but also uh, incorporate the costs so that you can get an ROI, a return on investment. So there's going to be the savings that you calculate. There's going to be the cost to get there because there's always going to be some redundancy costs or close down costs or that sort of thing. Uh, put that all in the, in the mix. Handle it properly on a mathematical and on a planning basis. You can come up with some really good ROI stuff. And in some cases, even EPS, get some earnings per share information for those uh, corner office, uh, you know, numbers geeks, and uh, you're their best friend for life after that. <laughs> so, um, Absolutely. Yeah, very important to, to know what these uh, savings can be. Absolutely. And this important type of initiative, your chief financial officer being your best friend, is not a bad thing. <laughs> That's right. So, exactly. uh, it doesn't uh, happen all every day, but it's good to, yeah. that when it does. It's good to target that. And uh, speaking his or her language is always important. Um, you know, and, and as you as you intimately understand the financial aspects of of of, a, of of your budget, you know you'll you'll see if you already don't know that you know resource costs represent between sixty to seventy percent of the average contact center operational budget. And when you think about consolidation and the savings opportunities within the areas that we've talked about uh, under people and structure, you know, uh, up to a ten percent to twenty percent savings easily, you know, conservatively. And, and those include recruitment, hiring, and, and base salaries. Those include attrition and retention costs. They include resource pooling and the span of control, uh, which obviously to consolidation, there's savings there. Com, uh, combining hiring profiles and, and skill requirements, and then the significant costs associated to training. Uh, you know, the next category of the process and operations improvement, you know, 15% savings or more, you'll see. You know, productivity standards, um, process simplification, workforce management efficiencies, common critical monitoring and reporting metrics, and, and customer segmentation, enterprise treatment strategies, uh, all under process improvement savings. Um, next, we've got technology, uh, significant savings up to 10% of your overall budget, um, if not more, through platform and network, through shared CRM, customer relationship management applications, 
uh, customer self-service applications, improving call center and call routing efficiencies, and and optimized uh, combination desktop tools, um, and then uh, other savings in your facilities, significant savings in facilities. Uh, site selection impacts your base rate, availability, the attraction and retention of skilled pools of representatives uh, and, pro and professionals and leaders uh, and subject matter experts, uh, the number uh, and the cost per square foot within your operation, and the layout design that improves productivity and retention um, of, of your operation. Operation. So all those aspects are important associated to where, where you're going to see the savings. Right, right. And uh, here's a place, too, where you can dig sometimes and find even more things than you knew were possible. It could be that, for instance, you're going to be um, closing down in an area that is uh, high risk for things like hurricanes, and you're going to find that your insurance costs will actually go down in a significant way. Um, and there may be also, you know, uh, you mentioned all of the workforce management implications, uh, training, et cetera. Those things can be uh, something that can add up in terms of your cost. So Absolutely. dig a little, think a little, and uh, see where there might be additional savings that could be um, uh, important for you and for your business case. So this is great information. A lot of a lot of juicy numbers for the business case analysis. Uh, so very, very important. And so let's now move to the vital people and culture components that you mentioned at the beginning of the program. Uh, what should we be sure. talking about there? Sure. Uh, well, Bruce, you know, as, as we early uh, noted, you know, um, strategy and mission are key. Um, and, and the foundation of strategy and mission within organizations are their culture. And it's, it's key to the successful effort of the consolidation uh, initiative. Uh, you know, many companies manage their projects by checking off the boxes of a project plan. Uh, they'll declare victory either when the new system is in production, process changes are implemented, or the organizational charts are, are redrawn. Uh, projects should demonstrate real value and, and need to sustain the changes made. Uh, there are many questions to ask when considering call center um, uh, consolidation. And one question that's often overlooked is, how is the attitude for change going to be managed within the organization? Mm -hmm. and, and that answer uh, depends on both your company's culture and the environment. You know, does you know key questions to ask. Uh, first one is, uh, does your enterprise require a great amount of interdepartmental uh, collaboration? Most do. Is face-to-face -face communication imperative to the success of the operation? Is document and file processing part of the communication? Does the organization support work from home? And you know, are all the executives and managers buying in? And have the champions and early adopters uh, and adapt, uh, within your organization, you know, uh, have those roadblocks all been identified? Uh, mm. as we yeah, know, if I could just sure. just uh, inject here that uh, yeah, I know that uh, some <clears throat> people have who've done gone through these processes have spent quite a little bit of time on labor analytics to understand, uh, you know, what the different kind of employment basins are in greater detail so that they really understand who it is that they're able to hire in the area, what the competition is for those people, et cetera. And you mentioned at-home agents because that's something that should be put into the mix too. Uh, if you're consolidating, should you be thinking about work-from-home uh, options as part of the overall plan? could be, it turns out, very important for you and, and very 
useful in terms of both your financial and your operational planning. And uh, then, you know, uh, another thing that, it, that uh, is worth mentioning, too, is uh, regional knowledge and uh, uh, relationships. Uh, it, in most cases, it's, it's not that important where you're located. But in some cases, it may be uh, important that you uh, are able to supply people to the uh, calling in customer base who know what it's you know what it's like to be from your area so or a specific geographical area so all those things need to be taken into consideration but back yeah, over to yeah. you Tim no absolutely thanks for thanks for adding that Bruce it, you know it's uh, it, it, it's critical and as we know you know uh, being around for a while you, you've seen it where it's been managed well and you've seen the impact where uh, all options uh, aren't considered so as you as you spoke about at, you know at home representatives you know all options should be considered and, and, and shared that you've done all of your due diligence considering all options in a very objective manner versus positioning for, for one uh, resolution. Um, so that lets, them, that lets your leadership know how thoughtful and, and, and uh, strategic that your thought patterns are. And as we know, change affects many people. Um, contact centers are constantly changing. And, and, and as we know, you know, change isn't always easy for people. It's, it's crucial to manage the change that each project creates for individuals and the company as a whole. And too often, leaders don't want to fund that change management. Uh, they feel as if it's not important, may not be that big of a deal, and that impact is minor and easily absorbed. It's really important to talk about other case studies and other organizations who have actually done that effectively. Uh, and the positive impacts of those and, and those who have not and how they've had to redo uh, and start over in some cases and, and some of the impacts that it's had. You know, sponsor, uh, sponsors within organizations adopt this attitude, you know, um, whether or not it's accepted or not at your peril. You know, if it's not accepted related to change management and culture, it's really important that you get out in front of it. You know, time after time, neglecting change management yields sub-optimized results, project delays, increased costs, reduced benefits, missed goals, and or reversions to previous states after a few weeks or a few months. Um, if change management's not part of the consolidation or is considered irrelevant in your environment, you've got to get out in front of that and be an advocate for it. Uh, find an approach that works for you and your culture, advocate the appropriate resources, and start applying it as early as possible. You know, being proactive you know, benefits everyone in the long run. You're going to see the difference it makes, and over time it'll, it'll become an inherent part of your organization's program of project management. Uh, enlightened leadership teams are taking this approach and seeing greater efficiency through the results through consolidation. Culture and change management, again, should always uh, be addressed with high priority. Yeah, no, these are all great points. And you know, I was thinking, too, that uh, this is a, an important issue not only in North America but also throughout the world. Uh, you know, we've seen situations in Europe where there's been a decision made to close down individual country centers and uh, consolidate in a place like Brussels or in Ireland or something like that, or the U.K., and uh, just be able to find local resources with the um, – uh, the, the language skills that are able to uh, take care of them. But they have found um, that there's been good interaction among the people of different language groups uh, being in the same office and being able to uh, share uh, their experiences and their knowledge management base, et cetera, and that there's been some uh, really good things that have come out of that. Similarly, in Asia, 
uh, we've seen mm-hmm. the same sorts of things. So, yeah, a lot Great. of good stuff can come out of there. So a question here, though, Tim, is consolidation always the right answer? You know, great question. It's not. You know, um, and uh, organizations sometimes recognize that. In some cases, they don't. I'll give you two case studies. You know, uh, back in the mid-1990s, UPS's customer service centers were really all attached to their hubs uh, across the United States, uh, uh, right next to their docks. And, you know, small customer service departments, 8 to 12 agents and representatives of over 67 customer service centers around the United States at one time for UPS, all with different levels of technology. Believe it or not, different hours of operation. Uh, Service levels were very difficult to to manage. And, uh, you know, FedEx had just come out with Next Day Air, and UPS really realized that uh, they needed to increase uh, the level of service that they were providing to their customers and really needed to consolidate and bring that all together uh, in order to do so. So and in their case, the, the consolidation process from going to from 67 to four consolidated facilities and having those regionalized by time zone and for disaster recovery and redundancy and so forth uh, were spread out the United States. That was an obvious solution for them. And, um, you know, it's all public information. There's a book written called Aiming High by Dr. Uh, and Colonel Jay Speckler, uh, who actually was a consultant with them, um, uh, called Aiming High. Uh, you'll see the case study of UPS and how they truly transform customer service uh, and the significance and the operational savings there. So it, that was a case where the answer was yes. Um, in a case where there's a state government agency uh, that I that I've worked with years ago that. Um, you know, they thought when they initially were talking to me, boy, Tim, we really need to consolidate. Customer service is really broken. We have six regions within our state. And after an evaluation, you really found out that the technology infrastructure didn't exist within the central office. There were, there were close to 100 counties within that state being represented within those six districts. So when you think about it, there's already a great level of consolidation that already took place where one district was managing, you know, 15 to 20 counties. Imagining having one center managing 100 counties with multiple weather patterns, multiple time zones, and all the challenges that each district may have from bordering on different states and so forth. And and after doing an evaluation and a 100-day discovery process, um, you know, it became evident. And we looked at a number of areas, operational and overhead expenses. Uh, it was less expensive regionally. One location, there was one benefit to consolidate. Expert agent versus a universal agent model. Mm. You know, what level of voice of the customer did you need to have? And and what was your technology from a CRM and learning management perspective? And from disaster recovery and redundancy for a statewide emergency, how are you going to be able to service your customers? And flexibility to adjust structure in the future. And they're providing levels of flexibility. So, um, you know, that was in one case where, you know, uh, we actually made recommendations and implemented a successful customer service transformation uh, by actually not consolidating in that case. So we did our due diligence um, with complete objectivity and at the end of that analysis actually built and invested in the six districts versus consolidating versus in UPS. We made the investment in consolidation, both very successful projects. Mm, wow. Yeah, no, here's a situation where, you know, you need to look at both the uh, dollars and the customer experience and what's going to optimize uh, the situation based on your budget and your, your strategy and your, your mission. So 
great examples. Thank you very much for those. Those are very, very useful. Um, so really good insights. I know that Brian has some questions uh, that I think we have time for. Brian, can we toss it over to you? Yeah, you bet. Uh, and perfect timing. Actually, I've got two great email questions that just came in. And uh, the first one that I want to bring up uh, fits really well with the question that you just asked, Bruce. So Janet from Wisconsin follows up with, how do I know if or when to consider call center consolidation? That's a great question, Janet. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, you know, I look at uh, answering your question with uh, you first uh, seeking out to answer these questions internally. So if you happen to have a pen and paper, you know, uh, and please jot these down. Uh, the first one, you know, what's the level of revenue um, growth and, and call volume growth projected in the next three to five years within your organization? Uh, the second one would be, you know, what goals does your company have regarding customer self-service? Uh, customer self-service can uh, dynamically change the model uh, of your customer service organization. The third is, what measurable goals did your call center meet last year, and which did you know which didn't they meet, and what were the root causes associated to the ones that you achieved and the ones that you may have not. Uh, actually has the, the level of performance that was expected of you. Uh, and are you on target to meet those goals this year? And what's the root cause associated to those? Do you feel that those are realistic goals this year? How are you being challenged? How are those goals defined? Were you part of the decision-making process? And if not, it's great to engage in conversations with your, with your boss on those discussions. And the last question I'd ask, I ask of you to help you address that question that you ask is, you know, what customer relationship management, uh, call center technology enhancements has your company invested in or they plan to invest in over the next couple of years? The answers to those questions, Janet, um, will assist you in determining if you should invest your time uh, and interviewing key st stakeholders to take that next step. Great. And I want to remind everyone that's listening uh, to the show that's uh, being recorded, you can hit rewind and go back and write those, uh, those questions down again. Those are really good, Tim. Thank you. Uh, second question is uh, from Grant from Dallas. And Grant is asking, if I've done my homework and determined the consolidation is the answer, however, I have not made progress in convincing senior management, what do I do? Boy, Grant, I've been I've been in your shoes before, and and uh, uh, don't lose hope. You've got to go back and do your homework a few times, and and uh, let me let me give you a, a few steps to think about. Um, and, uh, and and this can be part of uh, your growth and relationship building with uh, with your senior management. And, you know, ask either your boss if they're a key stakeholder or an internal senior management stakeholder that you that you think is someone that's a mentor and a peer of yours that, that would be involved in this decision. And ask them what they would need to see in your recommendations for them to invest time in, their, in, in this initiative. Ask them to be specific. You know, how does the organization make changes? What things, what, what initiatives have been approved and which ones haven't and why? Uh, second, it's, it's good to seek out, you know, peers. And uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, you may be, uh, uh, you know, a, a man on an island within your organizations, like many uh, ladies and, and men who manage customer service, they feel they are, you know, managing customer service where there's not a lot of folks within your organization that can really relate to what you do. So important to have a network. Go on to LinkedIn. 
and find other folks that have similar job titles as, as you do uh, through multiple organizations and just seeking those individuals out. And find two to three peers that have actually gone through the consolidation process or considered consolidation and ask them if they'd be happy to spend, you know, 30 minutes with you just to brainstorm. It's amazing how open folks are and peers are. They want to talk to somebody too. And who knows, it could, could create, you know, a foundation for, you know, a small user group that you put together for future conversations. But, the, you know, to the stay, the stay focused on this topic, you know, uh, you, you'll learn a great deal from those conversations. And you're, you'll also earn a great deal of credibility within your organization by doing that level of due diligence by actually speaking to others. And the last step I would, I would take, Grant, is to seek out a consultant who specializes in call centers and also in call center consolidation. And, you know, there's, you know, discovery conversations that you can have. It doesn't mean that you need to seek out or make a recommendation to utilize a third party, but, you know, they offer value in many cases, and they can offer you insight of things that you can do on your own and value that they and others might be able to bring uh, to your organization. By addressing those three specific steps, Grant, now you've got a solid foundation to map out your recommendations moving forward. Okay, those are great. And uh, coming from somebody who's worked with Disney, UPS, Amazon, uh, state governments, uh, and plenty of um, BPOs, et cetera, I I think that's great, great advice. So, Tim, thanks very much for being on. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bruce and Brian. It's a pleasure, and uh, I've enjoyed uh, connecting with all of you today. Okay, great. Well, uh, and again, remember, reminder to everybody that they can download the, uh, the, the podcast afterwards if they'd like or listen to it on our website. And with that, uh, I'd like to turn things over to Brian for the close. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Bruce. And uh, thank you, Tim and Bruce. What a great show today. Uh, Very, very good show. A lot of good information there as well. So uh, as Bruce mentioned, we have about five seasons of this show at our website, benchmarkportal.com. So make sure you click on uh, Call Talk and you'll find some of those shows there that you can download or listen to just off the website. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for today. I want to say from all of us at Benchmark Portal, keep those headsets steady and your fingers ready. This is Brian Carrington signing out. Have a great day. Take care.